Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Odd 7 Podcast Network. Listen different. Welcome back to Simpin' After Dark, everyone. It's your girl, Ashley Mendoza, back here for another episode of getting in my feelings, talking music, relationships, dating, heartbreak, all that good stuff. Actually, today's episode is going to be laced with tweets and TikToks like crack. So I hope you guys like it. And it's also going to be super like pop culture like all the commentary. I feel like there's just been a lot going on that I can comment on. But just keep in mind, I'm never like doing it to be gossipy or anything like that. It's just more like they're great examples for me to talk about. And it just makes it more fun, I think, personally, for me. If you're not into all that, then sorry. I hope you still enjoy it or stick around or whatever. But I have a full lineup again stacked with lots of topics, just like last week. Britney Spears is pregnant, so that is so exciting, so freaking happy for her. I know we've all seen her go through a bunch of crazy shit with the conservatorship and wanting to have more kids and not being allowed to, which is just insane, and I think we all love Britney Spears, so that's so exciting for her. I'm also be commenting on some stuff that went down. I feel like certain topics don't really leave the Twitter sphere, but um, they're still interesting to me so i'm going to be talking a little bit about jt and lil uzi vert money long which actually i think that might have been on instagram um and the whole drake situation if you don't know what it is stick around and i'm gonna get into it uh a recent connie west tweet i know you guys are probably sick of it i am too but i gotta get into it and i tried really hard for a long time not to comment on will and jada and i'm not going to be talking about the slap shit at all but there is some stuff i want to comment on it has been on my mind and i gotta say my piece but yeah other than that i just have a bunch of tweets and tiktoks like i said and as far as the song today actually shout out to someone reached out to me and kind of told me the situation that they're going through a rough time right now a breakup so i'm gonna be kind of getting into that and then she gave me a song that she thought I might like and turned out it's a song I've been meaning to do on the podcast for a long time that I really love that I feel is super relatable for a lot of people specifically 
anxious attachment people. I've been pretty vocal that like I feel like that's me as fuck. Although I can relate to like avoidant attachment, but then there's like the mixed attachment styles. So you can be a mix of both. Either way, it's relatable even if you don't know what your attachment style is. It's just a good song overall. It's Problem With You by Sabrina Claudio. It has some really great lyrics and her voice is just really beautiful. So this is going to be really fun to get into. And let me just go ahead and play a clip of this song for you guys and then we can hop straight into the lyrics. What's wrong with me? Why am I pointing out everything wrong with you? Let's talk about last night who you with. Why didn't you answer me? All of these questions criticizing you bring out the worst of me. The problem with you is that I can't get you off my mind. Think about you all the time. It's your fault that I don't feel right. The problem with you. Okay, so you can tell already very much ethereal vibes. Her voice is super whispery, so um it's very unique. I like it. I don't think vocals need to be super like powerhousey in order for them to like hold weight and make you feel a certain way. A lot of people like to talk shit on like the whispery singers. I like them all. I like the cursive singers. I know I've joked around about certain voices before. I think when I did a Jesse Reyes song, I kind of was making fun of it, but not making fun of it at all. It's just so distinct that I had to just do my own impression, but I do love Jesse Reyes and I just love any unique voice. Having a unique voice is what sets you apart at the end of the day. So if it's being whispery and sensual, then that is dope. I fuck with it. So I'm actually just going to read one of like the top rated genius annotations on the Genius Lyrics website about this song. Pretty sure anyone can just write stuff about this, but you get upvotes based on like how accurate it is or if people like your contribution. And I liked what this person had to say about the song, so I'm just going to go ahead and read that instead of trying to explain it myself. They said, the protagonist of this song struggles with her insecurity and not only how it's showing up in herself but also how it's affecting her relationship. This insecurity drives her to blame her partner, but as the relationship, or the song, in parentheses, progresses, she starts to realize these problems are hers to deal with. He's simply a catalyst for the realizations that she needs to come to in order to deal with these insecurities. So if that shit hit, if you felt it, then I know you fucking felt it, because I read it and I was like, damn, that is spot on. And if you got anxious attachment style, I know he just read you or she, they, I'm not sure. But yeah, that's a pretty perfect explanation of the song. And for my astrology people, um, I'm a Virgo. Sabrina Claudio is a Virgo. And I feel like a lot of the stuff she talks about is like super Virgo tendencies. So if you have like your Venus in Virgo or just heavy Virgo placements at all, I have a Virgo sun and moon then you can for sure relate to a lot of this shit. Just kind of the nitpickiness and like never being satisfied type of vibe. But let me get into the lyrics so I can get into it a little bit more. Okay, so first lyrics, we're already starting off strong because all the websites are confused. I'm confused. She has like a very kind of cursive-y flow to her words. It sounds like she says, was I cold, but... Then other websites say it says, wish I called. And Genius, one of the annotations mentions that it says, we're shackled. So honestly, I feel like 
It doesn't sound like we're shackled that much, but it makes sense for what like the meaning of the song is. So I'm going to go with that, okay? She says, we're shackled. Went to hold you, but I wanted to control you. Paranoid, what's wrong with me? Why am I pointing out everything wrong with you? So like I was saying, Virgo tendencies. It's just like finding something that's wrong no matter the situation always trying to find the pitfalls always seeing like the worst possible outcome and a lot of it just comes out of like perfectionism and wanting everything to be perfect and the need to control everything which is why i think the lyric is we're shackled even though it could be was i cold or wish i called but just the idea of shackles and being in a love like that where you can't really ever be satisfied definitely feels like shackles and like at the same time shackles they hold you together like if you and your person were just shackled together with handcuffs it's like yeah we're together and I love this but that's not really by choice that's against your will being shackled to someone and once it feels like you're like that in a relationship that's when you know it's a problem and you need to like cool off step back and see the bigger picture because When you have anxious attachment or you're just like this when you want to control everything, it's easy to just get caught up in like the fucking dumbest details and just never enjoy the moment. And also, I I feel like for people that are like this, like when she says, why am I pointing out everything wrong with you? People that are very critical of other people, it's usually because they are like that with themselves. I know for me, I'm that way because I am my own worst critic and I'm always just picking myself apart and trying to figure out how I could have done something better, just never satisfied. So I feel like I can project that onto others, especially like in a relationship. So it's good sometimes because it does protect you from not settling and not taking shit and speaking up when something isn't okay. And like, by all means, everyone should be that way because sometimes people will try to take advantage if you are on the opposite end of the spectrum like a people pleaser so it's just finding balance pretty much because you can't let people walk all over you but if you're always like trying to point out something that's wrong or something that could be better it can make the other person feel suffocated or like this is too much and like they're not good enough and then in turn I feel like people start to act the way that you tell them that they are. I don't know if that's a conscious thing or a subconscious thing, but I do feel like that can happen. So the pre-chorus, she says, let's talk about last night. Who were you with? Why didn't you answer me? All of these questions, criticizing, you bring out the worst in me. So I do like that she brings this up now that sometimes... There are triggers to your paranoia and you're just like overanalyzing of things. And it's not fair to put someone in that position where they have to overanalyze things. Like if you know you're with someone who is an overthinker, then you have to be an overcommunicator. You have to make sure that they're not just trying to fill in the blanks and construe something that isn't there. Like, she asked him, like, last night, who were you with? Why weren't you answering? Like, that's not fair either. Like, as a partner, you should care about how your person feels. And at this point, you have to know if someone is, like, a worrier. Because you might be with someone that doesn't give a fuck, that they're very understanding, they have very secure attachment style, which is 50% of the population, apparently. So, some people might be very understanding, and that might also have to do with, like, they've never been 
fucked over or cheated on because all those things can cause trauma and can cause you to just never feel safe in a relationship, like paranoid. So that's not fair to leave someone hanging either. So it's good to acknowledge both sides. Like people love to hate on partners that are asking too many questions all the time, that try to control everything or are nitpicky. But at the same time, you got to be like, well, am I doing something to make them be this way? And that's not to blame the other person if you haven't done shit, but you should question yourself and ask, like, if you love your partner, you should ask, like, how can I make them feel safer if I'm out? Like, maybe I should answer the phone. Bare minimum, right? That's not asking for a lot. And I've dated someone like that before where, like, they were out with their friends and we were kind of fighting, so I didn't go to meet up and all of a sudden his phone died like all night didn't hit me back all night till the morning and he was like oh sorry like I got drunk my bad and I flipped out obviously and he was trying to make it seem like I was just accusing him and all this stuff and of course in the moment when you have all these insecurities for a reason you can overreact and come off fucking crazy I'm sure but if you know you were in the wrong then accusing the other person of overreacting is not going to de-escalate the situation at all. And that's what I wish a lot of people, specifically men, would learn to do better is de-escalating the situation. Like, you're fucking grown. You need to understand when a person is reacting out of fear and hurt and neglect that, yeah, they're going to be a little bit dramatic, but telling them to chill, calm down, or they're doing too much is not going to fucking help. You're making shit worse. You're not taking accountability and that's going to piss anyone off. Truly just taking accountability would solve so many fucking problems in relationships, like any type of relationship. People love to dodge and they just want to be fucking right. Like nobody wants to admit that they were wrong or that they fucked up. So instead of just being like, yeah, I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that in turn you felt this way, blah, 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 like I'll work on that and I'll do better and then actually changing their behavior. Instead of doing that, they want to deflect and then they want to wonder why nothing is getting fixed or why the problem gets dragged on and turned into a whole nother fight. Because I've been there before and it's just like, all right, whatever. I'm irritated, but I'm going to let it go because clearly you're not seeing eye to eye with me. You're not accepting your fault in this. So I'm just going to let it go for my own peace of mind But then you want me to be cool and get over it? Hell no. It's already so fucking hard for me to get over shit. But if you're going to like drag it out and make me feel like I have to over explain myself for you to see where I'm coming from. Now I'm going to be petty and now you're going to blame me and say I can't get over shit. There's nothing. I can't get over something if you're not seeing eye to eye with me. Like that's just not fair at all. And I just feel like the most logical thing you could do if you want someone to get over something is just take accountability, apologize, and then don't be constantly doing that shit. Like, change your behavior. Because if you're going to apologize and keep doing the same shit, then next time, if you're just, like, apologizing just to, like, make them get over it and saying all the right words, they're going to start doubting your words and not going to believe you and that distrust is going to start showing up in every aspect of your relationship. Anytime you say anything, like, no one's going to believe shit. So literally, like, the boy who cried wolf. Why would you put yourself in that position? And then when she says, you bring out the worst in me, that's when you know it's time to go. When you realize somebody is bringing out the worst in you, like you're acting crazy, you're acting out of character, it's time to wrap it up or have a very serious conversation. 
So you have to trust that your partner has critical thinking skills, basic comprehension skills, and is empathetic. Because telling someone, I don't like the way I am when I'm with you, you make me act crazy or out of character, that's going to take somebody that's strong to not take it so personal, even though it is pretty personal, but it's going to take somebody that can not get in the feelings about it and instead is going to own up and decide, like, do I want to save this relationship? Do I want to take accountability for fucking acting the way I've been acting? Do I want to go above and beyond for this person? And if you love them, you will. And if you don't, then you're not going to. And you're just good being comfortable where you're at and you don't mind fighting all the time. You don't mind it being like this. And some people are so used to fucking chaos from past relationships or family trauma or whatever it is that they're okay being in a constant state of, like, fighting like that. So find someone that's compatible with you and, like, figure out where their baseline is of, like, where they like to be peacefully in their mind, in their day-to-day life, because they need to be able to match you or it's just always going to be a problem. So the chorus, she says, the problem with you is that I can't get you off my mind and I think about you all the time. It's your fault that I don't feel right. The problem with you is that you're all that I dream about and you're not right here right now. Took a minute, but I figured it out. The problem with me is you. So the song, I feel like it could go either way. Like it's her in a healthy relationship now taking out her past trauma on him, you know, being triggered by little things that maybe aren't being done with ill intent but her just like freaking out and being transported back to that relationship and then reacting in a way that she used to react it's kind of like the anxiety example i don't know if i've talked about it on here if you guys have heard about it but i feel it's pretty much the same thing i saw somebody using the example of like a cup of water and people with anxiety usually they walk around with a cup of water that is completely to the rim So if one little thing happens, like one little drop of water goes in, it'll just set them off the edge. The water starts pouring over all those emotions and they freak out over something that doesn't seem like it would be a big deal because people without anxiety are walking around with an empty cup of water so they could take a shitload of drops before having like this emotional spillage basically. But I feel like that relates to this in like the way, like your tolerance in a relationship. Like, if you haven't really been through bullshit or you don't have, or if you have a secure attachment style, then you're walking around with an empty cup. So if your partner does one little thing, it's not going to, like, cause this big blowout versus someone that has baggage and has been through it. They have trauma. They've been cheated on, lied to, whether it's a previous partner or the the person that they're with in a current relationship. One little drop of water is going to just set them over the fucking edge. It's going to send them fucking running for the hills. Because they are scared, they're running, and they're trying to protect themselves. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So when she says the problem with me is you, she's realizing, yes, there is an issue, but you are a part of the problem. You are not taking care of me and my emotions the way that I would like you to, the way that you should if you truly cared about me. So that can come off as unfair. If you're on the other end, you're like, well, it wasn't me that caused you all this trauma. I didn't do all of this to you. So why are you having such a short temper for me or like a low tolerance of bullshit or whatever? But the reality is that the reason people end up having such a short tolerance is because they've seen what happens when you give people space to do things to you over and over or to mistreat you over and over. You see the outcome of that, so it's like, why even tolerate that anymore? So, like, that does kind of suck for the next partner that's not used to someone being so, like, quote-unquote strict, maybe. But when you find the right balance and what works for you, that's what you got to do. And you have to protect yourself, and once you see patterns, unfortunately, people are the way they are, and if there's a pattern, then that can apply to other people as well sometimes. Not always, and not everything comes with ill intent, but it could be a good way of spotting something before it happens. Like if you noticed it was a pattern with somebody else, then you start dating someone new and they start to exhibit the same behavior, that kind of can be a cue to you to like keep an eye out so that you can cut it off or have a conversation or whatever you need to do for yourself. And of course, there's a healthy way to handle things and not coming from a place of paranoia and jumping the gun but as a partner dealing with someone like that you need to be aware of these things and knowing that they have low tolerance so verse 2 she says when we met I was careless with all of my emotions but the closer we'd get I became more attentive more protective more aggressive and that's a pretty common escalation of a relationship you know at first Your guard is down and you're just willing to jump into everything without thinking twice about the outcome and how it may affect you, which is still, I think, the right way to go about it. You can't go in with your guard up if you want to experience true, real love, but that's why dating someone new or just love in general is risky. It is a gamble because you're depending on the other person to care for you the way that you need to be cared for. But that's also why I'm saying catching patterns is important because instead of like diving all the way into something that is going to fuck you up mentally in the long run, you learn to spot these things and pull out sooner. So you got to deal with someone that's grown and recognizes the damage in their behaviors. And then pre-chorus two, she says, let's talk about last night. You went to sleep, didn't even talk to me. You left me with questions, agonizing. You bring out the worst in me. So again, it's someone being completely fucking reckless and careless with their behavior and not taking your emotions into account. Because if someone can leave you hanging all night like that, they don't give a fuck about you. Or they have a warped ass perception of what the fuck love means. Because that's fucked up. 
especially someone with anxious attachment or overthinker or anyone with anxiety in general. If you know someone is like that, that is extremely fucked up. It's emotionally abusive and it's just making shit worse. I don't understand how people think that making someone wait up all night for you is just going to make them learn or like you're teaching them to just deal with it. No, that's fucked up. And you're playing yourself because you're going to get cut off or you're going to make your partner crazier, quote unquote, because what do you expect? Like if you're going to be emotionally immature and not take care of someone, then your karma is that your partner is going to be extremely emotionally immature and they're probably going to be super fucking crazy or psycho or whatever. I don't even feel bad for people that deal with crazy girlfriends because you probably drove them to be that way. No one just starts off that insane, you know? And then all of this reminds me of a tweet that I have that just super relates to everything, but I'm going to get into the bridge first, just for some more background. She says, now I understand why I feel this way. You're the one to blame. You should be ashamed. The problem with me is you. So that's just her coming full circle, realizing, damn, like, I'm not fucking crazy. Like, this fool's a fucking asshole. Like, he really has dragged me through the mud. And I see it clear as day now that I tried and I was all about this person, but they really just fucking drove me to this point of paranoia and they should be ashamed, like not me. Like it's normal for someone to react that way to a certain degree, obviously, but you know, in general. So that's pretty much the song. Okay. So then I have a tweet and I screenshotted this and it cut off the username, but like their other username that you could search them for. I don't know what the difference. There's like the name that shows to everyone, like when you retweet stuff and then there's like your at or whatever. So her at cut off, but her other name is Capricorn Moon Apologist. Love it. She said, does anyone else get stuck between am I overreacting or does this person really have me fucked up? And I immediately was like, I've had that thought so many fucking times, my God. And at Tilly the Divine responded, hugs after you've been in that type of relationship that does include gaslighting emotional abuse you'll always be asking this question trust your intuition i've made that mistake of not trusting it because i think i'm imagining things and meanwhile i'm being traumatized again and i literally had this conversation with an ex before where i was telling him it was like very toxic relationship and i was telling him like yo like for real sometimes i'll be questioning myself i feel like i'm two people stuck in my head because on one hand I'll be so like nah he has me fucked up like fuck him this is extremely fucked up what he did or what he's doing like this is unacceptable behavior it's just fucked up right and then like on another side like it feels like a completely different side of me because I'll be like a hundred percent in that feeling like you know that's my conclusion and that's how I fucking feel like hands down and then this other side of me is like no, you're overreacting, like, they didn't mean it that way, you're tripping. And it really does make you feel fucking insane, because you're like, how do I feel so strongly about both of these? That's just you doubting yourself, because you've been gaslighted, or just emotionally abused to the point where, like, you don't trust your intuition anymore. And it sucks, like, being empathetic, because you'll always just see the other side of things, and you'll always want to, like, explain why and see how like you know well they didn't mean it this way so like I can't trip about it too much and 
you just got to ask yourself, like, okay, why aren't they so empathetic that they would ask themselves, like, yo, maybe I shouldn't do this. This is really fucked up. Like, I should take their feelings into account more. So really just ask yourself that. Like, if you can be so empathetic, then why can't they? And I know we know men in general aren't as empathetic as women, but still, like, they need to fucking step it up. Like, they've had years to catch up. You can go to therapy. You can read books. Like, watch a YouTube video. Like, do anything. Like, men, please get in touch with your emotions. Please be more empathetic. So, yeah, I love that she said hugs because it's just, like, women relating to that sentiment of really feeling crazy and not trusting yourself. And that same guy would just try to tell me that I was insecure and, like, I needed to deal with all this stuff. And I would be like, yeah, I do need to. But then I would realize, like, fuck you. Like, you cause these insecurities. Like, I'm not an insecure person. And your job as a partner is to make your partner feel secure. Of course, not to the point where, like, it's overbearing or you're getting nowhere with it. Like, if you haven't done anything, then, like, yeah, that sucks to be on that end. I get it. But if your partner is having insecurities because of you and the damage that you have caused and you have the audacity to call them insecure and tell them to get over it, to act blameless and all of that is fucking insane. So yeah, the girl that reminded me to do this song or she like reached out about it and like kind of told me her situation, she had mentioned that her and her boyfriend have been on and off for like a year and that he just broke up with her because he needed time to heal or whatever and she was just really sad because she just felt like damn that sucks after all this time and everything that we have been through we don't even end up together and I feel that that sucks completely but I think she mentioned they had been together for two years and if you are listening or if she's listening and if you have listened to past episodes like I've had people reach out and let me know that they've left toxic relationships after like 10 years or five years plus So two years, like not to minimize it at all because two years is two fucking years, but like not to be like all toxic positivity, just be happy that you're out of it now. Like someone had to do it and it takes a lot of strength to cut something like that off. And I just think the sooner the better and like only you know your situation. So like maybe you both do just need time to heal and then maybe come back to each other one day and it's not guaranteed. But if you do, then hopefully you did take the time to heal and you can come back with a clean slate with a much more mature mindset and maybe work it out in the future. If it's meant to be, then it'll happen. But if not, then I'm sure you learned a lot and that you can go into a future relationship after you've taken time for yourself with a new mindset. And it's just like a blank page that's exciting And you deserve to be with someone that is sure about you, where you both haven't hurt each other so much that everything's just fucked. Because I feel like there is a certain point where, like, you can't go back. It's hard. Like, I mentioned on another episode that, like, for every bad experience in a relationship, you need, like, five more experiences to, like, make up for that. And that's a lot. If you've been through shit, like if you are in a toxic relationship and you need to make up all the bad things times five to cancel those out and like get a refresh in your mind or whatever, that is a lot. That takes a lot of intent and a lot of fucking energy. So sometimes it is better to start fresh. And I think it's okay to recognize that we're all human, like not just because someone hurts you and all this. 
it doesn't mean that they're like a super villain or that they're all bad and that they're not good and that you're not seeing that they're human and that as humans we make mistakes. It doesn't mean that at all. Like you can recognize, like I said, girls always fucking recognize and maybe some guys too, just empathetic humans, emotionally mature humans can recognize that, yeah, we're human and we fuck up, but you can recognize all that and still cut someone off because you don't need to go through that just because like you're realizing that nobody's perfect like I fucking hate that so much when guys are like I'm human like I'm not perfect like no fucking shit nobody's fucking perfect nobody is expecting you to be perfect but sometimes people expect at least bare minimum and if you can't do that then no one has to fucking deal with you All right, well, that is that like I said I have a lot of more topics a lot of pop culture shit I want to talk about this shit on Twitter. Uh, JT from City Girls and Lil Uzi Vert, they're dating. If you didn't know, now you know. They broke up. I don't know if they're back together or not. This really isn't about them. I just want to talk about the situation because it's funny as fuck. So apparently she broke up with him over some old tweet or whatever because this girl posted it. Her Twitter is at distorted underscore. I don't know. I literally don't know who she is. But yeah, like I said, it's not really about them. It's just the situation I wanted to talk about because it's valid. It's important. So apparently the girl posted a screenshot of the tweet on her Instagram story or something. And it was just Lil Uzi Vert saying, in 2015, mind you, this was way before him and JT were together. He said, if you was meth, I would do it all day long. And then he tagged her with that little mischievous side smile emoji. So apparently she posted that. I don't know why. Uh, JT confronted Lil Uzi and he was like, uh, that's fake, you know, didn't, I never fucking said that. And then she found out it was a real tweet and then she broke up with him because he lied. And all the dudes are like, or even girls, people are like, that's so old, like, how do you remember that? Like, he didn't even probably lie, he didn't mean to lie, he just literally forgot that he tweeted it. But my thing, and actually what JT had said, she said, I don't give a fuck if it was 2012. He said it was fake instead of old. And since he want to run to the internet about it, here y'all go. And then someone was like, imagine your girl breaking up with you over a tweet you don't remember from seven years ago with the crying emojis. And then I quote tweeted, because this is how I feel about it. I said, if he wasn't being so thirsty, then he would remember. I don't know. I feel her because that's embarrassing. How many thirsty tweets does he have that he can't remember saying this weird shit? Because I feel like as a girl, if you tweeted some shit like that, if you was meth, I would do it all day long. If you tweeted some shit like that to a dude, you would remember. I don't care if it was 10 years ago. I would feel like, damn, that was funny. That was ballsy. Like, that was fucking wild. That's a fucking insane thing to say. Of course, I would remember that if it was 20 years ago. So for me... I would feel just embarrassed because it's so thirsty like that is so thirsty it's so cringy and it's just like if you can't remember tweeting that from like six seven years ago that means you must have multiple tweets floating around like that obviously and this is when girls say like when you're out here liking pictures on Instagram we don't like it because then the other girls are like oh look at this girl's boyfriend is like my picture that's weird like mm, he wants me like oh like he ain't shit and she's getting played That's what goes through girls' heads when guys with girlfriends like your pictures or whatever. And clearly, this bitch posting that 
she thought she was doing something and she felt away, even though it was before he was with JT. So it's like, that's just how some girls think. So I feel JT because, yeah, like now I've got to worry about a bunch of bitches having tweets like that. They're just floating around the internet. It's embarrassing. You're just thirsty. And I've said it a million times and I'll say it again. Nobody wants a thirsty dude. So if you can't remember saying something fucking weird like that to someone that means you've done it more than once and it's regular for you. And if that's regular for you, then why would anyone want you, you know? Like, there's men that just aren't weird and thirsty. Thirsty is not cute at all. And if she wants to break up with him over that, then she should. And, you know, they probably are back together right now. Or they will get back together. I have no idea. But like I said, it's not about them. It's about the sentiment. But you guys let me know how you would feel if that was your man or, like, your girl, you know? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Alright, what else is going on in pop culture? Someone tweeted that Money Long had said that she turned down a feature with Drake because her boyfriend at the time, so she's not with him anymore, I don't believe, was jealous. And then people were just like, you know, like, that's crazy. I would just dump him. Like, she's tripping, blah, blah, blah. Like, no one's going to get in the way of what I have to do. So Money Long, to her defense, uh, what she had said on Instagram was, yeah, it's definitely not as simple as breaking up. I was 19, living with my boyfriend, brother, and also signed to him, away from my home in Florida, no money. When my biopic comes out, it's going to be fire. So just kind of explaining for her situation that it wasn't as easy as just breaking up or leaving. I've talked about this before, kind of like financial abuse. I don't know if this technically falls under that, but it's definitely like a thing about power and like why you should be careful letting men or people in general have a certain power over you if you can't like hold yourself down. So not to blame her at all because yeah, obviously like if you're assigned to someone and you live with them and their brother is your boyfriend and he says don't do this feature with Drake or whatever with Drake and if you go against him, obviously there's like a power dynamic there where they can kind of make your life crumble. Like, you can end up homeless, unsigned, and that'll be worse for your career than not taking the feature in the first place. You know, you just never know. 
So that'll be interesting to hear more information about for sure. And like always, this isn't about her. It's just a good example for everything. But what I wanted to get into is like the way men project. It's so funny. Like this dude straight up said, to the boyfriend's defense, Drake is notorious for taking people's women, please. And some guy replied like, facts, some people lack common sense. Like they're so weird. Like that to me just shows that you are a cheater and that you would not be able to resist. And it just shows your view on women. Like they lack autonomy. Like they can't just say no. Like they don't have minds of their own to say no. Like it's up to just Drake only. So that's mad weird. And then this other dude was like, or she knew she was finna fold if she actually worked with dude. Like, that sounds like you want to fuck Drake. That sounds like you would fold. That sounds like you wish he would fuck you to me. So some other girl was like, he ain't that damn irresistible. Laugh my fucking ass off. And this other girl said like, at all. So love them. Shout out to them. Because yeah, I hope they made him feel real weird. Like, sit with your thoughts. If you want to fuck Drake, then say that. But if Money Long was in a relationship... That simply moves for your career. And it's weird that men always have to make it into something about fucking. And this is why Big Lotto didn't want to name who she was talking about when she came out and said one of the features on her album was giving her issues about releasing the song or whatever because she wouldn't sleep with him. Because to a lot of weird men, they have this weird like sense of control and they feel like women are just pawns and that they should be able to fuck all of them if they work with them like it's a bunch of weird misogyny going on and I just hate seeing men talk about it and project like there's a lot of homoeroticism going on here and I think more men just need to admit that they are attracted to men and say that they want to fuck Drake if they want to fuck Drake because Money Long is very professional she's been in the game she's been a songwriter and as a partner you think you would be stoked for your partner if they had a chance to get a feature with Drake and work with Drake like that's gonna better your career like that's a great thing for your career so that's just so unsupportive and such a power play like if your partner doesn't want to see you succeed and if they're gonna hold you back for something that like doesn't make sense then that's fucked up you know like if you have a history of cheating and then it's like okay you're gonna be in the studio with some guy and like your boy crazy then Okay, I I could see why someone would feel a way about that. But like, if you're just career focused, like, eye on the prize, been working hard, and this is an opportunity, and like, you ain't done shit to make anyone question your loyalty, then like, as a partner, you should just be supporting. That's it. Be quiet. Go get her flowers, champagne, celebrate. That's it. All right, next pop culture topic. So, Fivio Foreign tweeted... Ye is on an island relaxing, clearing his mind, and healing from all the stress of society. He appreciates the support for the album and the response. So, yes, round of applause. Response to the album is great. Support, great. We love it. I'm reading all, like, the responses just because, like, I already know. And there's just a bunch of men, like, Kanye stands. Like, I can't stand people that are just, like, they want to suck his dick so bad. Like, yes, he makes great music and all that, but people that will, like, ride for him no matter how stupid they look. And the reason that it pisses me off is the way that they come for Kim Kardashian. Like, trust me, I don't give a fuck about the Kardashians, but, like, 
when it comes to misogyny, I don't fuck with that shit. And I see the misogyny and the difference between how they drag Kim and hold her to the standard versus Kanye. So all of like the Kanye heads are like, yes, he's going to give us another album. Like he's going to give us the best album ever. Like, yes, King, like get like your rest. You deserve this. Like good for you. Good for him. Like so understanding. Like he needs a break. Like that's not the problem. Everyone should deserve a break. I get that. But it's the fact that I compared it in my head to the whole debacle with him and Pete Davidson when those tweets or the text messages were leaked when Pete reached out trying to be cool and then Kanye was like, where are you at or what are you doing or something? And Pete was like in bed with your wife and sent a selfie. And all the freaking people, like mostly men that were just like dragging it, talking about how like, oh my God, if Kim is in bed with Pete Davidson, then who is watching the kids? Like, what? Who is fucking possibly watching the kids? Like, that shit is insane to me. The way people can, like, praise Kanye for being on an island away from his kids, getting away from all the stress of society. But Kim, as a mother that's with these kids probably way more than he is, literally, when he moved away to fucking Montana or wherever he had that ranch, some random state, my bad, if he lived there. But, like he can do all that and still be a good father and everyone drags Kim and like she's in bed with her man and all of a sudden it's like who's watching the kids like moms get treated like shit like their their sole identity has to be being a mom all they ever have to be doing is watching their kids and if they aren't with their kids one day all the freaking comments are just like oh like yeah she's always just dumping her kids on her mom or like she is the worst mom ever. Like, who's watching her kids all the time? But, like, men don't get questioned the same way at all. Like, everyone's, like, let like praising Kanye for going to de-stress on the album to get away from the stress of society. But if Kim were to go do that shit, like, we already know what those comments would look like. So, by all means, like, I hope he is de-stressing. Like, I watched Genius and, like, I do feel bad for him and, like, his mental health struggle. and I think he should fucking get away and especially be off social media but I would just like to see all the Kanye stands read the fuck lax and stop being so misogynist basically and one more pop culture thing since I'm on this wave of misogyny and the difference between how men and women get treated like I said I was going to talk about Will and Jada real quick Um, all I'm going to say about the slap thing is that that was a catalyst for people to just like rip Jada apart. I feel like people don't see how this is such a clear as day smear campaign against Jada specifically, but just like the Smiths in general, like the New York Post specifically pulling up stories from years ago, trying to like use clickbait titles and headlines to make people drag her because they know people on Twitter don't read. Like, people just don't like the idea that Jada was anti-marriage from the start. They think women just have to want to be married so bad. They don't like that they have an open relationship and that Jada exercised her freedoms being in an open relationship. Like, the way the blame got shifted to Jada for this slap was fucking crazy to me people were like she should have stopped him like oh he did it because her she made him do it like are y'all okay like will smith has autonomy like he did what he did he's grown like what do you mean why is jada getting blamed for this 
I don't know. This whole situation is insane. Like, really makes me feel like we're in a simulation when shit like this happens. Like, is this real? I don't know. I could go on about it, but I don't want to. I think you guys know how I feel. And I just want to encourage people to watch the actual clips, read the actual articles instead of just going off headlines. It's like common sense, you would think, but not really once you see how people act on the internet. All right, so I think that's it for like the pop culture shit, but I don't know. That was just me kind of ranting as always, but I hope you guys got something out of it. And I have one more thing I want to comment on. Someone asked me this question on Twitter on like video that didn't really have anything to do with anything, but I was like, this is interesting. I probably may have talked about it. I'm not sure, but if I have, it's been a while, so I'm gonna talk about it. They said, can you do opinions on staying with a guy when he has a baby on the way? (laughs) So I actually had come across a TikTok the other day that is perfect for this. So I'm just going to play it. Any woman that I'm dealing with now, they don't understand the relationship of me and the mother of my child. I don't hate her at all. And nobody going to make me hate her. Nobody going to make me mistreat her. If she called me and said my tire flat, I'm coming. If she called me and said I'm having trouble with this or some bills, I'm going to do it. So if you couldn't hear what he said, just because it's kind of staticky or something, he said, any woman that I'm dealing with now, they don't understand the relationship with me and the mother of my child. I don't hate her at all. And nobody's going to make me hate her. If she calls me and says my tire is flat, I'm coming. If she calls and says I'm having trouble with this or some bills, I'm going to do it. And then this girl stitched it and I like her response. So I'm going to play that too. At the end of this podcast, he actually confirmed my suspicions from the jump. And he stated that he would be back with the mother of his child at any time when she was ready to be back with him. And it's the fact that he genuinely tried to play it off as, oh, this is what I'm doing for the betterment of my child. No, sir, that's what you're doing to secure your spot in her life. This man said he will drop everything, any situation for this woman. And he said, when he finds a wife, she's just going to have to understand it. it. It makes sense why he's still single. And it literally has nothing to do with trust. I'm not going to be in a relationship with anybody who's putting another woman before our marriage. Simply because they have a child together. Because if the shoe was on the other foot, it'd be a problem. Yeah, so that was at Forever Fly or at Fly on TikTok. And 100% everything she said, so when... Somebody asked me, what is my opinion on dealing with dudes that got a baby on the way? Um, I see shit like this all the time. I feel like a lot of dudes either fuck up with their baby mamas and that's why they break up. Or like, I don't know, whatever it is. But yeah, usually they still want to be with them. Like, their baby moms are like number one in their life. And if they could get back with them now, they would. And like, that's great for the family. But I think if you broke up, there's probably a great reason Because a pregnant woman that is about to have your child probably does not want to break up. So I'm sure it was a fucking really good solid reason that y'all are not together. And it makes sense for someone not to want to deal with someone like that. And specifically for having a baby on the way, like the baby's not even here. First of all, I wouldn't deal with that because I just think about the woman and how she must feel. And I wouldn't want to put no fucking woman through that trauma or just stress. Like you have a baby in you, like... Pregnant women should not be stressed. Like, they should be able to just chill and, like, having to think about your freaking baby dad out there with another woman, that's the last thing that should be on your mind. That's fucked up. So, that's a hard no for me. But just dealing with guys with 
kids in general like if like the way he's talking about that he tried to make it seem at first like oh the other girl's just insecure like that's my baby mom I have to do all this for her it's like my child's mother of course I'm gonna do it and that's like it's gaslighting almost in a sense because it's like they're trying to make you feel like you're crazy for feeling away about it but then apparently in that same it looks like a podcast he admits that like he would drop anyone or anything for this woman so like no you're not crazy for feeling away if a guy's doing that you know it's one thing to like go help out if they're with the kid or just having a certain level of respect because that's your kid's mom of course but like putting her on a pedestal like that like no if you guys are broken up and you're dating someone new then you guys need to cut off that like relationship aspect of it like that boyfriend girlfriend aspect of it and make it very clear because no one's gonna want to be with you if it looks like y'all could be back together at any second like hell no that's just stressful and I say it all the time, like, you need to know, like, what you don't want to deal with and what you don't even want to put yourself with and put your foot down and just say no. Like, there's nothing wrong with being, like, mm-mm. Like, for me personally, I'm not dealing with a guy that has a girl best friend. I've seen too many things. I've heard too many things. That's not me being insecure. That's just me saying I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with none of that. I literally was on Twitter and some girl had tweeted, like, oh, like, trust me, if I wanted my boy best friend, I could have had him by now, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not helping no boyfriend, girl, best friend case ever on no planet. Like, you're making it worse because that is usually the, like, that's usually the thought that makes girls feel the way about it is like, oh, well, have they hooked up or has he ever wanted to but he couldn't? Like, does she feel like she could take him? Like, is she weird like that? Like, I'm just not going to deal with that. And I wouldn't. And I really don't care what no one has to say at the end of the day. Like, you call me whatever you want. You could deal with that if you want. Go ahead. Sign yourself up for that. If that sounds like fun to you, then do that. But to me, I want to be the best friend. And, like, same thing for, like, baby mom things. Like, I want to come first in a man's life. And if he's, like, already just being like, any woman's going to have to just deal with it like blah 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 like that's weird like you're putting up a fight for like a hypothetical like you don't even have a specific woman in your life and you're just like ready to die on this hill for your baby mom like no wonder nobody wants you yeah all right well thank you guys for sticking around um i had a bunch more topics but i don't know how long this is getting so i'll save them for next week as always make sure to follow me on instagram tiktok and twitter and also go follow wild seven studios on youtube actually april just started uploading some older episodes on there for me i think i have one or two that are like with the video the other ones so far are just audio only but um little by little they'll be added on there so make sure to go subscribe like the videos um i appreciate it i appreciate your guys support i appreciate you sharing the podcast with anyone posting it on your story if you have bought a hoodie i appreciate you so much there are still hoodies left so go to simpinafterdark.com to see what there is and email me at simpinafterdark at gmail.com to give me anything you want me to talk about if you want my opinion on anything i always appreciate you guys reaching out sending me music all of that so yeah have a good week and i'll see you guys next time Bye.